Hello and welcome to the Pretentious Bastards podcast where we talk about everything art and art culture related. I am Rosen Edwards and that is Taya Rose Dussie. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Praise the Lord that this sounds at least okay. Come on, we're, we're doing this in our rooms. It's I know. DIY. Very, very homemade this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for reals it is. I was going to adjust my seat, but I know it was so much noise. Do it now. This that was, that was violent. <laughs> that was, that violent. was a violent movement. I can't sit normally. I have to at least have one leg up. I think the title of this episode should be We Forgot We Had a Podcast. <laughs> 100%. Uh, 100%. We Forgot We Had a Podcast. Apologies, everybody. But yes. um, um, life, life happens. <laughs> life has gotten in the way. Uh, a birthday has transfersed. Happy birth. Merry old. Merry we're old. in that weird, we're recording in the week where I am older than Taya. Happy, yeah, well done. Thank you. I think most people I know are older than me, so. I was 25 last Friday, you'll be 25 this Friday. <laughs> oh yeah. Quarter of a century. How do you feel? Um, I don't know. I feel like, uh. This is, thank God we're talking about imposter syndrome because <laughs> <laughs> you'll understand my whole psyche. Yeah. I know, that's that's the topic for this week. It is imposter syndrome. What, what? what, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, we've both been very busy. Apologies for the month and a half break Yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah. But you know. She's Miss Manager, I'm asleep. <laughs> You're becoming a teacher. I'm becoming a teacher. Stop with the imposter syndrome. You're becoming a teacher. Yeah. I have. I've got my induction on uh, Friday. I'm really excited. Can't wait. (laughs) I am more excited than I am letting on, I assure you. It's just that I have to play it cool, guys. I can't display emotions. I can't. I I physically can't. Like, I tried screaming the other day and it just didn't work. I was like, I don't understand how my my voice can't get higher than this. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't that's so, it. there you go. <laughs> that, is, that is my range, my vocal That's range. Right. Um, so, I thought we'd start it off with just saying what do you think imposter syndrome is? What does it mean to you? Because I don't think it has a specific definition. Yeah, um, from the articles I've read, there's, there's little bits of, oh, it's this, and then it's also this, and then people are like, oh, you get it if you're... Uh, have a bad childhood or you can get it if you've got a good childhood and I'm like this is it's a big subject then isn't it but to me um imposter syndrome is having something that you're good at and you're capable at it and you know that you've got this real skill and talent for it but when you're in situations and talking about it you're going and try and being modest about it, even though you don't need to be modest about it. Yeah. And thinking of it less of, I I can do this. I can, I'm really really good at this, and more like, oh, suppose I'm okay at this, and then not, and then that being something that then pulls you back away from achieving full potential. You're not in, giving yourself the full CV that you deserve. Yes. Yeah. You don't give yourself the full admission of, oh, you're really fucking good at something. 
and it's definitely something I do myself and it's probably why I don't take myself seriously which is something I've been told mm. off a lot about and um yeah it, it definitely pulls you back from doing things that you really should do and you really should be going out and achieving yeah so, yeah what do you think is I think it is um the feeling that everybody else knows more than I do yeah just not being good enough for it and also but more specifically the feeling that I'm not good enough for it because there's a million other people who would, could do it better than I would. 100%. Because it, it is when you're... Say, for example, we're both artists, and I think it's something that's very, very common in artists and probably very common in female artists. And it's... Say, for example, you will working with a liner cut print or I'm working with paper. There's always someone out there that's a bit better working with what they're doing even mm. though you might actually if you look if from a certain and a different person's perspective you look at that yeah you might that, be on the same level that is what it makes it so difficult in the art world is because it's so subjective yeah it is so down to the individual's perception there is no it's not like two plus two is four you yeah know? there's no correct answer in yeah. art nothing is ever correct and i was i've been reading a few articles and i found a really interesting quote was which was the difference between recreational and professional artists is that professional artists are comfortable with being paid for their work. I thought it was quite interesting because yeah because <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah because that's the thing at one point I think when we were say finishing uni there was the point of oh everyone's changing their Instagram bios and it's something just something so small as changing your Instagram bio from art school student to illustrator yeah when can i class myself as an illustrator if i've not had any commissions if i've not had any public work mm, that is a very interesting it's not necessarily that you have been paid for work it is that you are comfortable with being paid for work yeah. so like i'm a printmaker and i had that in my bio long before i was ever paid to be a printmaker yeah yeah I was saying, oh, you know, I am a printmaker because I know I am one and it is what I am doing. It doesn't necessarily come down to whether or not you have been paid for it. Just the feeling of worthiness of being paid. That's the basis. The feeling of being worthy. Yeah. It's mm. so odd, isn't it? When you, when you actually sit and think and, like, have thoughts about it, it's just wild. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> as well, I think a lot... For me, what makes me feel not like a real artist is the idea that I have another job. Yes. Yeah, I'm we like, discussed oh, this. It's, yeah, it's okay to have a side hustle, but... Mm -hmm. I've got to pay them bills. They won't pay yeah. themselves. Yeah. And it's, it's when is the side hustle becoming the job? And should you be... Do you feel less of an... Say, I'm coming a teacher. Do I feel less of an illustrator becoming a teacher? And at the same time, I'm like, straight up, no. Because illustrating is the one thing that I will always do no matter what even if I had no legs and one arm I'd at least hope it was my left arm that was taken and not my right <laughs> you would learn to draw with my left I would learn to draw with my left I would I would learn to do some kind of artistic thing without you know yeah absolutely. It is, it's a part of being me I know it's so difficult it's it's you know <laughs> Yeah, it's it's something it's really I could... difficult. It's really difficult, guys. 
why did we choose this subject? We were like, oh, we haven't spoken in a while. Let's do something. Let's do imposter syndrome. I'm sorry I suggested this. No, it's good. It's good. It's a challenging topic. As I was saying earlier, I think one of the reasons that I don't push for a lot of things to do with my art is that I'm scared to fail. And if I, mm. at the same time, I'm scared to fail and it's like, well, if I fail, does that mean I'm failing as an artist? Yeah, then obviously, you're learning. Yeah, but at the same time, it's it's that weird little bit of anxiety that's like, if I fail, then will I don't know, nothing will happen. Well, I mean, there's something to be said for embracing risk-taking. Yeah. It's like nothing gained, nothing lost. Yeah, 100%. You know? I mean, there's there's nothing that can physically stop you. Mm. Apart from it's, you, yourself and your mind. Yeah, it's like a really um, natural human condition to be afraid of the unknown and also to identify and hark back on negative experiences. So if you fail once, your brain is more likely to remember that to keep you safe in the future. So, you know, yeah. if you failed at something or you got some bad criticism, you'll be like, oh, well, I'll never do that again because it made me feel unsafe. It put me in danger. Yeah, like, no, it, put, it didn't, but that's how your yeah. brain will perceive it. So it's learning to differentiate between those two feelings between is this a bad idea or am I just scared of failure? Mm-hmm. You know, is this actually a bad idea or, or is this just something new I've never done before? Is a really interesting um, thing to try and implement. That's what I'm trying to do anyway and be like, yeah, take like, more risks. Definitely. I think um, I've gotten to the point of for example, looking at past episodes, how we've discussed doing art for ourselves and, you know, where's the risk in doing things for ourselves and we can have fun and do things like that. So at the moment, it has been a need for my practice. It's been less about having the followers and having the millions of likes on Instagram and Facebook and all that. It's more about have I enjoyed making what I've been making I think as well, as soon as you start making things for you and not for the likes, it is instantly yeah. shows. It's just such a better uh, piece of work because it's driven by a genuine passion. And then I think that comes across and then maybe you end up getting more likes. Maybe you don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I you mean, know. I had a, a piece that I put up not long ago and I think it only got about five or six likes. But the fact was, I really liked it. And when I was doing it, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was just a little experiment and it, it's branching off for new ideas. Exactly. And it's nothing that's going to stop me now because I've got that idea in my head. Exactly. Uh, another thing I was reading up on is the idea that opinions of people who don't like your work don't matter unless they're constructive. Yeah. If somebody just says, oh, I don't like it because I don't like it. You're like, well, okay, well, I need to care more about what the people who like my work, what do they like about it? What is good about it? Yeah, it's not like trying to convince somebody to like Game of Thrones. It's, you don't have to force somebody to like your work. I know. It's it's more about your personal progression and go, okay, then you don't like that. But this person really likes it. Why do they like it? Yeah, what do they like about it? What What could I do more of to cater to those people who do like my work? Yeah. It's not about trying to make everyone kind of like your work. It's about trying to hone in on a market and make it really good within that niche. You know, you don't have to be universally the best thing that's ever lived. You just have to be really, really good at one thing. You know? Very true. (laughs) 
I'm still struggling at that one thing because it keeps getting wrapped up with millions of others. Your prints, though, are freaking amazing. Thank you, like, thank you. I know I've, I've been uh, experimenting with some collage work as well, but I just Ooh. don't put that anywhere. <laughs> I don't put it anywhere because it's just for me. It's not about the likes, it's just for me. Yeah, I think that's, whenever I post anything on Instagram, it's just like, I did this. Here you go. Go I ahead, did have it. A look at it. I did it. It's more like a good record as well. Like when I look back on it, I'll be able to see everything that I did. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm old, I'll be able to be like, oh, look at all these things I did when I was young and and I did all this whilst working a full time job and running a podcast and running a business and I still managed to do all of this yeah. all at the same time. I'll be glad of it. Listen here, back. anybody who's listening and Rosie herself. You're doing so much. We are in the middle of an apocalypse. Our government is useless. Like, everything's on fire. And you're doing amazing. You know what I mean? Doing amazing, sweetie. Doing amazing. Okay, sometimes you want those days where you just sit and do nothing. You are perfectly allowed to sit and do nothing. Everybody needs a rest day. Recently, I I became woke to sleeping enough. Yeah. Which you would think would be an easy thing to know to do. <laughs> but no. No. We were students. We were students. Nobody ever slept enough. I've only just got my head around sleeping nine hours oh, yeah. a night. I, I sleep ten hours. Yeah. And I feel so much better. I get feel... The thing is as well as I get more done. I yeah, don't need to work for eight hours if I can sleep more and have more recreation time and have more energy to get what I want to get done in five, six hours. Because you wake up ready. Don't, don't, eat your food. Don't be like, Go rise sleep. and grind and then get up no. and be so tired that anything you do is shit and you just sit and stare at your laptop and stare at your phone and don't be able to do anything. You've got the to- grind is some fake illusion pandered to you by a bunch of people who already had a lot of money yes. and are just gaining more of you sitting there looking at their Instagram posts. Saying rise and grind. Saying rise and grind. <laughs> the only time Flexing arm emoji. Flexing arm emoji as well. Yeah. Flex. It's not a flex. None of it is a flex. Why it's not a flex you have to perpetuate to unhealthy living. Yeah. Have fun. Live your life for God's sake. And the more fun you have, the more recreation time you have. I mean, within moderation, obviously, don't have 100% yeah. recreation time. There's a certain amount to be said for getting stuff done, you know, to actually, I'm going to completely double back now. Go on, do it. There is something to be said for being tired. We're not yeah. meant to be completely 100% rested. There is another extreme to that, which I'm not trying to perpetuate either, of people being like, but I should just be allowed to sleep and live my life free of everything. I was like, no, we are animals that are made to do stuff. We have to do stuff. It's our human nature is doing stuff. I mean, there's literally a thing where people procrastinate going to bed, and I do this. I could be absolutely exhausted. I was yesterday. I I got in my room about half eight, and I was so tired. I was ready to fall asleep. Instead, I was like, no, I can't fall asleep because I've not used the entirety of my day. Mm -hmm. So I stayed awake until half eleven, just because my body said, no, we haven't done the whole day. Yeah, and that's just absolutely insane but i created a piece of artwork (laughs) sometimes it yeah being human is weird being human is weird it's like we need to get enough rest but also not too much because then that makes that goes the other way 
Yeah. You shouldn't look too anxious because you've got so much energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got to do the right kind of tasks. Yeah. You know? Get a little bit of physical exercise in, a little bit of mental stimulation, earn some money, <laughs> do something you enjoy, and then you can go to sleep. You know, if you just do one of everything, you're never going to yeah. be happy, you know? There's, there's if you just work or you week. just do recreation, you're never going to be fully fulfilled. Because, yeah. you know, you need a negative experience to complain about. Oh, 100%. Like, during lockdown, when I was at home all the time, on furlough, with nothing to do, it was like, I was so unhappy. But now I'm back at work, if I'm, like, in a bad mood, I'm like, oh, I'm just tired from work. I don't, like, make it about me. I'm not, like, I'm, yeah. I'm unhappy because everything in my life's shit. I'm just like, it's just because you've been at work. You're just tired. Yeah. There's, there's, there's that nice little reasoning of, ah, uh, yeah. well, you know, it yeah. be like that sometimes. Yeah, I know. It's, like, important to have something to put your problems on, I think. Oh, yeah. To be like, oh, I feel bad because of, you know, I'm tired and the tram was late and, you know, and then I got to work and I'd forgotten this thing and I didn't forgot to bring lunch and then there was no coffee. Blah! <laughs> you know, whereas if you just all, you don't have a something in your life that you you know i don't know what i'm trying to say to yeah, i don't know i look at those people that do like the van life things and they travel the world and everything and i'm like okay yeah that's great but at the same time where's the danger where is the you having to wake up at nine o'clock in the morning and then realizing you were supposed to log in at work at nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> i cannot tell you how fucking much i have no time for people who live in fucking vans. You look so angry at me and I love it. Give me the rage. Why are you trying to live in a van? Why? (laughs) Just blow all your life savings on this fucking Ford Transit. You're going to live in it. It'll be a piece of shit in two years. And you're just going to have no... You're going to have no house deposit. No, young people who are spending their, like, entire life savings. Their parents are in retirement. They've got a house. I'm talking about people who give up a home to live in a van. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know I'd have a camper focus. van to go on holiday to the beach and maybe, like, stay there for a week. But then at the end of the day, I want to come back. Call me old-fashioned. I oh, like having a room. I yes. like having rooms in my home. I have fantasies of decorating a house. And with my being, it's just going to be head-to-toe filled maximalism. You know what I mean? There's going to be yeah. patterns on the wall. There's going to be random colours slashed everywhere and objects in places that shouldn't have objects. And it's going to be amazing. But that's the only thing that keeps me going in any kind of sense of the grind. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, also, another thing. People who are into minimalism, unless you live in oh some fucking God. amazing, brutalist structure which was specifically designed for minimalism, get fucked. If you're well, living in, in a terrace house... house you're living in a terrace house and you're doing minimalism. Get fucked. It looks Get shit. Fucked. I'm sorry. Looks shit. Go big or go home. I, like I mean, she says all things. this with completely plain grey walls behind her, but that's because I live in a rented accommodation <laughs> and I don't want to put Facebook wallpaper on this and then move out near. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not worth I it. I want to spend good money on good wallpaper in a house I'm going to be in for the next 10 years. Um, We need to carry on. I'm sure we were talking about imposter syndrome. <laughs> At some point we were. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> so um, I have another point here. I've got a go list. ahead. Love it. One of them says this one's quite cheesy. It says treat yourself like a best friend. Oh, <laughs> to be fair, I love those like little things that you see on Instagram. Like treat yourself as you would your best friend. Yeah, like if you catch yourself saying, "Oh, you, you know, 
you're this, you're that, you're whatever, you're not good enough, everybody else is doing better than you. Be like, would you say that to a friend? God, no. No. And if you're struggling with it, maybe like reach out and say these things to yeah. other people about yourself and see their reaction. And they're straight away like, why would you say that? It's... You'd be like, you're a talented queen. You're talented, you've got the skills. Yes. You know, if you just... In the situation, for me, I'd usually say something like, it's the apocalypse, what are you talking about? You're the apocalypse, nothing matters. Nothing matters, yeah. I'm Loki from Loki at the moment. I love it. <laughs> Sorry. The other Loki's... thing was that I think that this imposter syndrome can be kind of beaten by constantly sharing your work and getting used to it. It's difficult, yes. feel shit at first, but like constantly sharing your work with people and like yeah. go against like the negativity bias in your brain where it's like yeah. everything is a negative in your brain because it's trying to protect you. Especially because you will get critiques from people or people will be a bit like, mm, I'm not a fan of that or they won't like it or they won't, you know, do all the other they do. But that doesn't or it shouldn't hinder you. Yes. And the way you're doing it. Who are they? Who who you you know that's just somebody with a phone in their hand flicking through, pressing and double tapping. What do they have any aspects on your life? Yeah. And also it's always gonna happen. There's always gonna be somebody who doesn't like your work. Yeah. There's always gonna be somebody who would think that they could do it better or this person could do it better. At the end of the day, you just gotta get used to that. Like nobody has the right to not be criticized completely. Yeah. You know, and you've just gotta choose to ignore it. Yeah, the Don't world let we it live ruin in now. You. Yeah, the world we live in now is so filled with criticisms, like from artwork to just being you and the way you look and the way you're acting and things, and it's just sort of like are they living your life? No. You're living your life. Exactly. And you don't want it to become this cycle of, oh, this person did this, so I'm never going to do it again. Well, did you enjoy doing that? Were you comfortable yeah. doing that? Just because this person did it once doesn't mean that it's off the table for every other artist. Yeah. And, like, I did that. I was very inspired by a few artists who were doing woodcuts, and I was like, oh, well, they're all doing woodcuts. I don't want to copy them. And Yeah. I think with the beginning of any artist's practice, it is a certain amount of imitation in the beginning. You're using yeah. other people's experience to fuel your own knowledge and then your work evolves and becomes something as you learn, as you develop your own knowledge basis for what it is that you're doing, you become your own artist, even without realising it. Now I look at my work and I'm like, okay, yeah, so it's the same medium as all these people that I was inspired by at the beginning, but it's completely different in its own way. Within yeah. the world of woodcut and printmaking, it is completely different. Yeah, but I was directly inspired by them. Yeah, definitely. The and there's this uh, Time article on the website, and it's about imposter syndrome. And there's a bit on how to deal with it, but they mention parts of sort of sort of uh, particular sections of how they would clash you in. Uh, with dealing with imposter syndrome and there is things like if you are so naturally good at one thing then you try and do something else and it doesn't come to you as easily then your brain is gonna tell you you're not good enough to do that thing yeah 
And sometimes you just have to push past the, the idea of, yes, sometimes you have to keep going with certain skills because you can't just pick things up straight away. You can't just immediately be great at things. I mean, some, sometimes... Some maybe. Sometimes, yeah, you can. You can just sort of pick something up. I mean, I remember when I started playing with knives and it was one session and immediately it was Bauer picked it up and I've been working with knives ever since but there's always things like I can't animate things and in my head it's like well I'm not an animator then but at the same time I'm like but no because I just need to keep trying and keep working on it because maybe in time I can be I'm not just because I can't do something doesn't mean I shouldn't try to do something. Yeah, yeah. Just because you're not immediately the best at it doesn't mean it's not a worthy endeavor to keep going with. Like yeah. me and collage, definitely not good at that. Precisely. It doesn't you mean can't you're tell not. Me no. <laughs> so I mean, it doesn't mean you're not an artist. It just means yeah. you're learning to do something. Mm. And also within within those things that you're trying, don't get hung up on all the bits that are bad. Try and look at all the bits that are good. Yeah. You know, be like, oh, well, you know, I'm trying to think of an example. Oh, well, I, I like didn't, the cutting out isn't very good on my collage, but the composition is very good. Yeah. So that's a reason to carry on because clearly I'm good at composition, but my skill with a pair of scissors isn't quite there yet. I think in certain situations as well, there's the overthinking, like you're saying with the idea there of the composition is great, but the cutting out isn't. In my head straight away, I thought to myself, I'm, okay, then how would I fix that for myself? And for me, it would be something like, well, I scan it. I've got it set up together. I've got it glued together. The cutting isn't great, but what if I scan it and then go at it on Procreate to remove all the bits of colour yeah. that I didn't want there? Yeah, it's like... Maybe you're not the best at cut. Like maybe for me, I'm not the best at cutting out, but I'm really good at Photoshop. So why wouldn't I use those skills to my advantage? Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I don't think it's mentioned throughout. I mean, it probably is mentioned in these articles, but I think the best way to work with imposter feelings is to speak to people. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think it's just, Speak to just all them. the artists as well, because you may yeah. look up to an artist and think, oh, they're amazing, they're so good, and then you talk to them and they're like, no, I feel like that all the time. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Maybe they 100%. look at me and think the same way, oh, they're really good. Oh, then, well, yeah. you know, you feel like that all the time. I had a DM from uh, somebody I used to go to high school with, and they asked, how did you keep up with it, with as in it being my art? And in reply... Uh, it took me, like, a good hour to reply because I was just sort of like, you know, I've, I've, it's a, a struggle because, you know, I really, really love art and everything like that, but at the same time, you know, there's all these thoughts and feelings going on and sometimes you just have to persevere with things. And I think it's, it's just nice to know that, because she replied the same thing, being like, I've struggled at certain points because sometimes things don't go the way I want it to go. I think it was just nice having that notion of you're not the only one feeling these things. Oh, you're yeah. not the only one with imposter syndrome, with perfectionism, with, you know, thoughts and feelings that this isn't going right and I'm, I'm a failure. You're not a failure. Mm. 
Every you time really you do it and you do it wrong, you learn something for the next time. A hundred percent. You know, it's it's that's the way we've got to do things in life. We've got to just fail to learn. Yeah. And sometimes when you fail the first time, the second time it comes out amazing. Thank you, every thank you everybody for listening. I think we've rambled on enough for one day. Um, we'll catch you all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Pretentious Bastards podcast. I have been Rose and Edwards and that has been Tay Rose Dussie. If you're looking to support us or our work, go check out arthall.co.uk. If you can't afford to buy anything, it is by no means necessary. You could just follow us at Pretentious Bastards Pod on Instagram. Taya is at Taya Rose Duss on Instagram and I am at Rosalind Edwards Art on Instagram. Thank you for listening and have a good week. Bye. She's fully aware I'm in the house. <laughs> fully aware she just doesn't like me. Sorry. <laughs>